Hello everybody and welcome to the Film Review Central podcast with me, Kieran Grudgings. Uh, episode 4 today of Season 1 and we, we are going to be ranking all 14 films I've saw in 2020 so far, of course, with COVID-19 um, pandemic and a temporary lockdown at the moment. Uh, it shut down cinemas and stopped the releases of some of our favourite films are some great films that are set to be released at the back end of 2020 like Black Widow, No Time to Die uh, and many more so but I did manage to see all 14 films um, before the end of the year I'm just going to give you a quick little review about them and see what you guys think so at number 14 we have got uh, Doolittle this was the first film um, that kicked off a uh, pre-Iron Man career for Robert Downey Jr. Um, I didn't think he was that bad in the role because he did bring a sense of comedy and had a special connection with the rest of the characters. But it was very, very painful, wasn't it? I think it it, it wasn't what the original trilogy was with Eddie Murphy. Um, and that kind of ruined it a little bit. I think the, the pressure of... Um, giving a nice colourful film didn't really work um, overall it was a really really disappointing film because the trailers looked really really good um, and I was excited to to, to see what was going to happen but it was just very very lacklustre um, and yeah it it is hard it is definitely hard I think the production um, was not right really but um, yeah, I can I can see this film not really branching out into any sort of uh, tr- trilogy or franchise, so it's easily bottom of the path for me. And number thirteen is a Netflix film, Spencer Confidential. This had a great cast into Alan Arkin, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Winston Duke. Obviously, uh, he's beginning his acting um, career, and it was a big Netflix action uh, movie. Um, it had a lot of stereotypes from so many action films. Uh, the the storyline felt a little bit repetitive from other ones, um, you know, especially with the villains, you know, the heroes, the what happened. But I think it was an action. F- it was just an action film. Um, Bart Wahlberg was great in it. I think he led. I think he led the uh, the the cast really really well. I think his. Uh, relationship with Winston Duke really worked um, but the supporting cast was a bit of a hit and miss away from Alan Arkin uh, Wahlberg and Winston Duke um, because it didn't really do anything more to the to the film so um, it's hard because I think you know, the the other films on this list probably have a little bit more of a production value a uh, big, big, bigger budget but Spencer Confidential is in number 13 and number twelve is Trolls World Tour. Now this took a, this took a, sequel. This took a, took the sequel, and really, really knew what the fans of these films liked. Everybody liked the colour, the colourful, um, you know, happy um, direction that they took the first film, and really, really repetitive this one in this one, but a little bit more of a stronger storyline. Um, it wasn't as good as the original, in my opinion. Um, the new characters really prioritised from the from the OG character, from the original characters. Um, the, it 
it filled with catchy songs and lovable characters and it made it exciting for kids but it wasn't as original and it wasn't uh, a sequel had elements of a sequel in there it was more a continuation of a of the first of the first movie it didn't really add anything new and or exciting in it but it was um it was a, it was one of the films that was impacted um by the pandemic it went straight to online release so you know that probably harmed it but anyway number f- number 12 is trolls world tour number 11 is bloodshot now this was a film that i watched the trailers for and wasn't really interested but i was told to watch it um i would obviously wanted to watch it for you guys but this is a this is a chant this is a big big film because it started the idea of a um a c a franchise for valiant comics trying to compete with marvel and dc on that front but i don't know i just think this film really didn't do much for me in terms of a superhero i think it got a little bit more too sci-fi for me um, it was very very mediocre i mean it did deliver on action and excitement it was introducing this character's origin story um but it lacked a strong villain and the plot points were easily forgotten some characters didn't really fit in the film um i think vin diesel could have done a little bit better in the role but you know at the end of the day it's it is a big action film vin diesel's known for them so uh that one is at number 11 number number 10 is bombshell this film came out in the u.s in 2019 but i can't i count this one as 2020 because it had a um january release here in the uk um this was probably one of the most honest and compelling biopics that i've seen um it didn't um look at any limits um because it wanted to really really approach it i think it's a great great time for this film to be to to happen as well um fantastic hair and makeup i think uh the three main females in the film uh margot robbie charlize theron and nicole kidman uh really just transformed into these uh into these roles and it did um have a striking resemblance to the to the real people uh, it didn't receive enough marketing i don't think it was a film that was really um marketed all that much and um but i definitely think with the oscar nomination it would uh it is at number 10 it just comes up into the top 10 i do think there are better films in my opinion but a lot of people really did like bombshell and i am one of them i did really like it Number nine is The Way Back. Now, this was a Ben Affleck sport movie. When you hear a Ben Affleck sport movie, I think it really brings uh, a lot of interest into this one. Uh, it's number nine here on my list, um, simply because uh, I do think it was very repetitive as the film went on. Um, Affleck's character was written very, very well because he is. it was a lot of layered characters and it became relatable. Um it did have some sport um, stereotypes in there and it will be compared heavily to Samuel L. Jackson's film in 2005, Coach Carter. But I think this is more of a complex story. I think this, it's a sport drama, but it heavily focuses on that dramatic um, side of Affleck's character rather than the sport. And I think that was balanced out really, really well. But like I said, I think it has some sport stereotypes, which going into the film, you probably you, you'll probably guess and it will be compared heavily to, to Coach Carter, which is a shame, because um, I think it could have had that potential to be to 
to be a new sports drama that we've not seen before. Number eight is Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, I really put this one high on my list. I wasn't the biggest fan of the... I'm not a gamer, so I wasn't really the biggest fan of the games, but I've spoken to people who have um, played the games and said that this is a really, really good representation of... um, Sonic. Uh, it focuses on the main character's story and its development. Uh, it had some great, great um, genres filled uh, in there. It did get a little bit repetitive by the end, and I think the relate it become a little bit more relatable to the games, especially in that third act. So it was hard for for non fans to kind of um, understand, but it it's it did what it did and it approached the target audience. I really like James Marston's character in it because it didn't give that a lot of backstory, but it just made it a psychic for Sonic and really, really made um, Sonic the centerpiece of this film, which it should do at the end of the day. So, looking Coming in at number seven is Bad Boys for Life. I've actually not seen the original two films, um, but I think what it did really well was it understood the time difference. It, it developed these characters that we know and love, but looked at these two characters and said, this is what happened in the original two. This is what we're going to continue doing. The action scenes were brilliant. I think it was, an, again, another big budget action film. came out at the start of the year as well, which was a nice nice to see um, a franchise installment at the beginning of the year. Um, I think this came out in in 17th of January, I believe. Um, It does have a long runtime. I think that is one of the big criticisms of of this film because it made the plot points kind of drag out a little bit, especially in that second act. But I think the, the chemistry between Smith and Lawrence is fantastic. And I'll be interested to see how they bring out... I think they've announced a full film, so I'm really interested to see what happens in that in that film. Number six is Birds of Prey. Um, I think it's been shortened down now to... But obviously, when I watched it, it was Birds of Prey and the Vantabulous incarnation of one Harley Quinn. Long, long title, I know, but... I put this one at number six simply because I think it is probably one of the middle of the pack uh, in the DCU, but really, really solid. I think DC are doing a fantastic job with their extended universe uh, because they are making these films um, really, really connect to other to other ones. I think Robbie gives another fun and comedic performance and she gives the same amount of energy that she had in Suicide Squad because she understood that this character, um, people really, really enjoy this one and loved it. Um, the Birds of Prey was a nice touch as well, um, because of course in the comics Harley Quinn's not part of it, um, part of the Birds of Prey. But that's a nice introduction to to characters because DC have got such a massive catalogue of characters. Um, Organising the story could be a bit confusing at some points for some fans, maybe. But I really liked that it was it wasn't a strategy film and it it made a lot of people kind of look at this different film because it it didn't want to repeat what they did in Suicide Squad wanted to make a new exciting film number five is Jojo Rabbit now this one again was was released in the US in 2019 but we got we got the film on uh, in January at the beginning of January uh, this year um, it informed the audience f- about World War 2 and the Nazis through a different perspective and I think the war, how the war was perceived through a child's perspective and how the 
their opinions change with this new leader coming in. I think that was a very, very interesting story. Storyline. Yes, it's a controversial film all about Nazis and, you know, how a kid's best friend is Hitler, but I think it was a massive, massively original film. Taika Waititi really, really brought that same energy he delivered before Ragnarok into this one. Um, I don't. I think the general portrayal of the Nazis didn't give an honest representation of them throughout the war because of its appeal to to a chosen audience. But I think he did really, really well in teaching teaching kids through a different perspective and in using this film as a different way to teach um, to teach kids about what happened in World War Two and Nazi Germany. Number four is Onward, Disney and Pixar's. Um, one at, uh, first animation of the year uh, obviously we don't know when Soul will be released I think it still stick to its uh, release date but I really liked Onward I think it it had Disney go back to that emotional um, feel that they've done in obviously some of their best animations um, it delivers an emotion comedy and had such a nice fantasy element uh, but I think this is probably the first film that had a massive uh, fantasy element um, involved. Uh, Holland and Pratt were good in their roles. Um, it was uncommon for Pixar to do an original film, and I think that's probably what made people say, oh, you know, it's another Pixar film, but it's another new property, uh, property from them. Um, because obviously they have been doing sequels and spin-offs recently with Finding Dora, The Incredibles 2. Um, Toy Story 4 but I think it was a nice nice look at it I really enjoyed it that's why I put it at number 4 number 3 is The Gentleman we go from a Disney Pixar animation to a gangster film and this film was one of the few films I've actually seen at the cinema this year um, I think it was the first time I went to the cinema this year to watch this and this is Guy Ritchie back at his best I understand why he decided to go off and make other films I think people wanted him to stick to, to, to gangster films but you know he went and obviously did other stuff with Sherlock Holmes, The Man from Uncle, Aladdin, but this is back to his back to his best. You know, we had a really really good cast for this one. Charlie Hunnam is really really good in this one. Uh, I really liked um, I really liked Hugh Grant in this one actually. Um, I think he was fantastic. Um, it, it had levels of comedy and action, but may remember but made people say this is a gangster film obviously people are going to compare it to snatch and lock stock and two smoking barrels but i do think this one is probably in the middle of that i definitely think snatch is better than this film because i absolutely love it uh, i don't think you'll get a lot of recognition because it's a different film um, but i really think guy Ritchie's back to his best with the gentleman Number two is Richard Jewell. Again, 2019 film in the US, 2020 film here in the UK, so I've got to put it in 2020 list. Um, I absolutely loved this film. I think, again, a really honest biopic. Um, a biopic with, with a, a man that had a really, really troubled life. Um, he's passed away now, sadly, but it's a truly emotional story with an incredible, strong leading performance. And it was a... It, brought this character on a complete and utter journey and made people realise just what he actually went through. Um, it did have controversy, which I don't think helped the marketing and the production value, but uh, Clint Eastwood's a fantastic director. I think he did really, really well with this film. Um, 
and a really really big special out shout out to Paul Walter Horser. Hopefully he can come on the podcast soon. Trying to get some guests on, but Paul Walter Horser was absolutely looked and act as Jewel, and he was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I really really liked what they did with this film. I think Clint Eastwood's absolutely fantastic, and really really taught people actually what happened um, after these. Uh, uh, Atlanta bombings but number two just misses out on the first place but I really enjoyed it and at number one we have 1917 Sam Mendes's um war film that sweeped the uh award season with you know wins at the Golden Globes BAFTAs uh Oscars but I really really love this film it was such a beautifully um shot film it was a well told war story um he Mendes brings that unique direction direction to the film and you really get to learn and appreciate the two leads it doesn't fill um the film with too many characters because it really wanted you to to look at these two characters who were again were just young men uh, fighting for their country at a very very difficult time of course but it it displays that realism and honor for for soldiers and made people remind just what they did for the country and you know people like that was absolutely fantastic um and i think it had a really really good um, source material because it um it was based on a part of an account told to mendez by his grandfather alfred mendez so you kind of see this 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 film um be based on massively experiences but but have you know these stories that people really um learn and, and appreciate so absolutely fantastic 1917 has to be my number one so that's my list um obviously guys if you don't agree with my list that's just the fun that's just the beauty of film we all have um opposing opinions um in the film but i think that's what makes film absolutely fantastic uh, this will this is now available on all incredible podcast websites including spotify so if you guys want to listen to more of um, these podcasts make sure you follow me on spotify uh we're getting in some guests as well i'm actually starting a new series um called the kieran grudgings podcast if um if you didn't already know that's my name so that's gonna be fantastic i'm teaming up with the incredible morgan tarry for that and we're going to bring on some incredible guests for the kieran goodies podcast maybe not film maybe other stuff as well uh please do check out um the other podcasts i do i do one with harry burton the marvel and movies podcast which should be, which i hope we can record another one very very soon uh i do the true fans podcast a football podcast with kamali sale so i'm massively busy but um yeah make sure you check out all of them guys podcasts because i absolutely love them guys and um make sure you also check out film review central tv talks the home of uh, some incredible reviews for films and tv shows and all for you guys so i don't know when my next podcast will be but i know it will be about film see you in a bit